When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How are you guys doing this week? Happy Thanksgiving. Before we get into this week's episode, there's a few things I want to share. Uh, can't say and move on without commenting on the biggest news this weekend, OpenAI, where they fired the CEO, they try to rehire him the next day, and then the whole team quit on the third day. And Microsoft is back, basically getting a Black Friday deal by luring everybody from what I heard and read about 500 employees into Microsoft. So I think even if they, some people did the math, it was like if they even offered $10 million each employee to come over, uh, they have a, I think 5% discount of what open AI would have cost them if they were to make a, a proper offering. Uh, a lot of commentary, a lot of takes, kind of saying how this is the social network, the movie in, for the TikTok era because it happened so fast. And uh, it's kind of hilarious that they didn't just consult with ChatGPT before doing all this. I, I felt like this was a very likely scenario that uh, investors and, and everybody else would have been pretty upset. So uh, we've had many guests talk about AI before, and I think I use ChatGPT. I think there's a lot of great things about it. I've been noticing since Microsoft tampering with the program that certain certain tasks that I was doing on the regular with it have kind of uh, taken a toll. Right, uh, I feel like the quality have have gone down a bit. Like there's, they're they're integrating a lot of Bing search into things, and the 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 stuff that I'm asking it to do isn't as isn't the same quality that it was before. And certainly, I think after this, this is uh, I I think it's pretty much death to ChatGPT. I mean, they're gonna build a competitor to themselves at Microsoft. Microsoft got the best deal in the world by, by all this kind of breaking down. And uh, it gives, I think, a, a, a big boost to pretty much every competitor out there um, to, to have a fighting chance now. Uh, it's pretty... It's pretty epic, uh, I think, in a way, to, to see kind of the rise and fall of a big company like that uh, because ChatGPT was just released in February and shorter than nine months later than CEOs ousted, joined Microsoft. Um, there seems to be a big concern about the security of AGI, uh, artificial general intelligence and from what I've read, there seems to be an internal struggle of whether uh, 
they really should push towards commercializing it or or really take calculated measures to to make sure that they achieve AGI with with security uh, so that they don't lose control of what they created. So I, I, it kind of scares me that the that whatever the reason why they felt that the ousting was legitimate. Um, they should really share the concerns there because it was a very rapid decision to make um, to not involve what it sounds like a lot of the investors. It was just a kind of board member call. Uh, it's, it's just, I, I know we're, we're mostly about games, but obviously anything that happens to tech kind of affects games in a way. So, to hear that even this guy got laid off um, kind of caps the year what this has been for, for the industry as a whole. So hopefully that makes you guys feel better uh, for, for those who are still looking that even the person somewhat, right, largely uh, responsible for, I guess, the biggest technology shift in the last at least decade maybe the century uh got laid off from his own company right so uh we'll take that with a grain of salt um for those who are jumping in discord uh, i'd like to welcome you guys you know um last week we kind of gave a shout out to mr pretzel right he came on as brian k all right, and uh, made an introduction in the Discord channel. So it was cool to kind of see him. I, I guess we shared a history at Spark Unlimited. So it, the cool thing is like, I'm discovering a lot of our audience I used to work with in some way or another. So uh, I, I love the fact that you guys are creeping. Um, and it, what I discover in these Discord services is when I start talking with you guys, that you guys know a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of familiarity uh i guess because i put a lot of hours obviously in 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 audio form for you guys to listen that uh i f feel that i'm pretty approachable uh it's only a few times when you know i'm at the gym or, or something that someone recognizes me but my wife is rolling her eyes but uh but it's really cool when it happens, and uh, I think the 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 micro scale of that is when I see you guys jump into Discord and kind of introduce yourself, because a lot of times I kind of forget the fact that uh, that I'm not talking to myself, that uh, this is um, out there forever, right? So uh, welcome for all those who are joining in the server, for those who are. Um, Looking for the links, you know, you go to the website, gamedevonchain.com. You'll find the Discord server link through there or through the link description of the show below. Always a warm welcome to all those who wants to discuss in between episodes about latest events, share your latest projects. I'm always looking for something to, to promote uh, before we start the episodes. Uh, and, you know, if there was ever a time to create a community of uh, reassuring 
each other. Uh, it's now the 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 enlightening thing is that I'm I'm starting to see a shift in in my LinkedIn. Uh, I myself have been avoiding it because it, it got pretty depressing checking every day that everyone you know is is losing their jobs. But I'm starting to see those same people trickling uh, news about I found something. So it it seems like things are somewhat bouncing back uh, from the extremities of people losing their jobs. So I I have I'm very hopeful that as soon as this year kind of starts that um we should be seeing more and more people getting back on their feet. Um the holiday season will be tough. In past experiences, you know, people usually close their books for this quarter and and, and and just wait after the new year to start um, hiring again. So uh, you guys kind of s- stay in there. Uh, I am seeing good news starting to happen. And if anything, open AI is in, in a way could be good news. That means that that, that, that stuff is slowing down. The, the leader of that industry took a big hit. You know, open AI, even if they are recruiting everyone and, and moving over to Microsoft, it takes a takes some time to kind of transfer that knowledge to get build the foundation again. Um, they can't straight up like steal from open AI coding and 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 just like copy paste it, right? Obviously it takes some time. Uh which I think is necessary. I mean, a lot of the strikes in the entertainment um, industry, uh, including games, uh, have been affected by how fast AI have been taken over. So I think the slowdown is to kind of give people some some breathing room to kind of find compromises here. So overall, a good thing. Uh, this week's episode uh, is a good one. Um, it's an art boost to give uh, love to people who are still doing art manually. Uh, this is with Lindell Kempis, if you haven't read the uh, show title yet. So with Art Boost episodes, I advise you guys, usually pretty visual. Uh, we do talk about other things besides showing off the work. Uh, but uh, you are missing out if you're not viewing this uh, on Spotify uh, or YouTube uh, to watch us talk over some great looking art being made. right? So. On to this week's episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham, and with me, a returning guest, Lindell Kempis. How you doing, man? How you guys doing? 
pretty good. My name is Lyndall Kempis, as you heard from Brandon. It's been a little while. It's probably my, uh, what is it, fourth time on the show or third time? Third time on the show, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me back, Brandon. Awesome, dude. I uh, see that you're growing out your mane uh, every time I see you. <laughs> yeah, uh, different hairstyles. Show that off, dude. You show that off. Um, yeah. This is the part for for those who weren't able to tune in previous uh, appearances. If you can get the short version of where you've been, where you at, where you're heading, uh, a little short bio for those good people out there to kind of catch up. All right. So uh, I met Brandon here at an art school in Sunnyvale, uh, Art Institute in Sunnyvale. I kind of. You know, graduated from that 2016. From that, I uh, picked up a job at a local kind of 3D furniture company. Stayed there for about three years. And then I moved on to an archi visual company back uh, down in San Francisco. I have a little bit more freedom. So <clears throat> also picking up side work and making game models for, you know, video games. And now I'm doing some portfolio updates yeah so this is where we're at nice man uh definitely uh congratulations best of both worlds having yeah. that stability and, and then having fun with game game stuff uh, a lot of what you do now is managing though right as, as your main job is it oh honestly? no actually i uh i picked up a production job because my last job became more about managing i see uh if you remember you and uh, Larry, shout out to Larry. You guys gave me a really sound advice. You're like, if you get a job that pays you well, just go and grab it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked it up and uh, it just so happens I control everything about it. You know, my own schedule, uh, the stuff I produce. And I also get to interact with my clients. So it gives me a little bit more uh, power. You know what I mean? So I could use that skill set of my own personal work. It's absolutely great so yeah i'm a producer a senior producer so i cover all bases basically and what i have to do in my job reach out to clients get the work done and yeah perfect are you uh remote fully hybrid in office i am fully remote so nice. I work from home 100 percent of the time very thankful for that that uh that was an official move for this entire company last year mm -hmm. pretty much lost our or not lost we kind of let go of our office in san francisco and just turned into like this brain that we nice. can all tap yeah yeah you don't <laughs> get mugged in in sf or <laughs> no car how bad is it over there man I, I you know i once in a while we have ray i feel like he's lying <laughs> and we have all these news talking about don't park your car ever right like well, uh, how bad is it or right. how okay is it since five Look, years ago let's compare it to that let me just be real here okay uh, i grew up around the bay area for a very long time it's always okay, been safe ish uh but these last five years in san francisco like my uh my girlfriend now fiance used to work there about three years ago or two years as a property manager oh, and it was kind of like up the hills so mind you, I, I get to see the city pretty frequently, right? Yeah. Uh, throughout the years, uh, I'll just tell you the truth. Uh, there's been more homeless people in the streets. Uh, there has been more car carjackings. Um, I'm seeing that Teslas are kind of a tar target. Ooh. And I think the reason for that is because um, they see that a lot of tourists like to rent that car specifically. And they drive around the city and leave their 
you know, fancy goods, you know, our Asian folks, Koreans, and mm-hmm. all these guys are really rich. So they leave their stuff. It's always a jackpot when they, <laughs> when they jackpot. So uh, there was a point where I was going up the city and almost every day you would see like some broken glass next to a car, mm-hmm. almost every block. So there's a reality to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, generally, though, you you pretty much are safe. You just, you know, just be wise. Just don't stick around really sketchy areas. Don't stay still ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, aside from that, though, that's kind of concentrated around the middle part of the city, in my opinion. Um, but towards the edges, you know, like North Shore, towards the edge where the beaches are. It's relatively pretty nice still. So, you know, that's what I have to say for that. I think uh, like, I, I speak for on behalf of everyone. Uh, we're rooting for you guys to pull through <laughs> I have this, this little yeah. apocalypse that you guys are going through. Um, yeah. But overall, yeah, the 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 changes, you know, um, before we kind of get into, you know, what you've been working on. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear your thoughts, man. I know, you know, as a producer, you're not managing people as much, but you're getting a lot of insight to people and, you know, yeah. new, 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 new faces coming uh, in on these Zoom calls, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the hottest topics, at least for a good part of this year on the podcast has been like, how, how are the new kids on the block kind Joining of functioning the, the workforce? Because there has been a lot of at least news topics and conversation around kids having a lot of high anxiety around deadlines not knowing how to function quiet quitting uh minimum effort uh high salary demands high expectations in terms of work-life balance all this for someone who just came out of college so which is a to me a, a new dynamic i feel like every generation kind of faces this this type of new challenge and i yeah. like to always kind of get a, a grasp from from guests like yourself so like what are you seeing over there in the workforce what are you seeing in the trenches oh man i gotta say it's kind of a widespread complaint for a lot of us in this industry um looking for talent like actual talent and that's the thing about uh these new guys on the block coming into this workforce i mean they have a lot of personality but you know raw Raw skills is still what we need at the end of the day. And half the time, like not half, but I don't wanna I don't wanna bring them all down and call them out or whatever, but a lot of them don't know enough technical knowledge to, you know, to function on a computer, aside from just turning it on and then playing games on it. There's a maybe a sheer lack of respect in how things are made. Probably because they were born in an era where cell phones are already there and all this technology. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, in my opinion, that kind of gives people like this excuse to not really find so much value in it. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like you, you grew up and you already have a, a smartphone on you. Yeah. And you've never experienced a time where you didn't have that. And you had like the dumbest phones that only text and, and call. So in my opinion, maybe the reason why they have so much anxiety coming into the workforce is because they spend so much time in their head. And, you know, there's a lot of 
Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like their generation has been kind of experiencing that social media thing way more than my generation did. Yeah. In, you know, my opinion. And I don't really know how that feels. I don't know if it's like, if it feels like everybody's watching you all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But again, just going back to the main thing, it's the, it's a general lack of skill. And like what you said, demanding too much and not even having proved themselves really. Yeah. There's that. So there's like kind of ego clashing and this whole movement about like, oh, equality and all in all fronts, right? Not just like male, female, whatever. It's like, oh, we want more pay. We want more respect. But you also have to have some kind of common sense behind that thought process. Like, yeah. what do you bring to the table that would allow a company to be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, this guy deserves a pay raise instead of just like, oh, hey, I just graduated high school. Yeah. Pay people because society is talking about pay. I got a vacation coming up. Can I get a pay raise? <laughs> Yeah. Well, so it, to to be specific, if we can dig a little deeper, are we talking about software skills? Are we talking about work ethic? Are we talking about social Ooh. dynamics inside the office? You know, listening to managers. Uh, oh, that's pretty good. Okay, that's one thing I I can say about Gen Z. In my opinion, is they have good social skills. Okay, and they you know getting to the bottom of things really quick, but I'm kind of more specifically talking about technical skills, like software skills, those things you actually go to college for, you know what I mean? Right. Um, personality does go a long way though. Like I feel like the higher you go, the more it is about how easy it is to work with you yeah. as opposed to your credentials. If that makes sense. Like if you're coming into a company, the credentials matter, but as you go up, and then like higher and yeah communication matters yeah communication matters more than anything you could literally be up there and your last job could have been like starbucks starbucks barista manager for 12 years and next thing you know you're a high level corporate person because of your personality so there's that too you know there's merit to that but at the same time that's that's because like these kind of folks are generally leaning into like management yeah. And that's, you know, that's when you need your interpersonal skills. But when you want to get into archivisuals, video games, animation, like usual, like, you know, like how it's always been, it's always skills over everything, you know, so you can bring that. But also remember, <laughs> be somebody that's like easy to work with, like drop the ego that's like the biggest thing it's like you can be awesome but i've seen people get dropped just because you know personality sucks yeah (laughs) that's a huge thing yeah so what is the general view that you're seeing um that these guys are lying these kids are lying on the resume they come on and they just can't do it or is it just because they're just missing deadlines because of that or what exactly is are they failing at after getting hired, before getting hired, that you're mm. seeing that it's like, hey, this is a problem with this age group that I don't remember seeing five years ago. I want to say self-defeating, dude. The biggest problem about it is like they just give up. <laughs> everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are starting to get into their own heads and they're like, oh shoot, I'm not good enough, maybe. And you know, I'm there's like 
there's this guy that kind of pointed it out like you join a company and then you expect like real results and you're gonna ex- you're expecting that you're gonna change the company in like six months or whatever but it really takes longer than that it's a lot of patience involved in career building and if you're always kind of like looking for validation from your bosses, for example, instead of just recognizing your own work, that'll lead you down that path of like self-doubt. Like, so, you know, you're uh, what you, would you call it? Self, uh, quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah. They just stop trying. <laughs> or just basically do what your job and entails you to do. That's kind of what that is. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're not willing to do more than what you're, paid to do yeah you know then you're not really gonna achieve yeah. it depends on where you are too though like if you're gonna be at mcdonald's or something like i don't know if you want to you still be the best <laughs> at mcdonald's dude i've seen stuff here's the thing it is it is a dying mindset of because of and i i had a problem like this in my youth right yeah. if it doesn't attribute to my overall goal it's like why try so hard you know am yeah. i gonna see um, am, am, is it going to be worth the effort, right? So that's always been a thing that looking back, how, how foolish I was, right? Because, you know, we were surrounded by overachievers coming out in the career and yeah, you do see them work hard. You do see them blood and sweat and you do see like, you know, not them getting the promotion that they deserve or this or that, that it can't be pretty defeating right getting all the work or the the game doesn't get as uh, good of a score or they get laid off right even worse (laughs) so i've seen many times where people burn you know and then crash right yeah uh and it is something i've been super apprehensive but i've also seen those same people because of how hard they work get recommendations get referrals have like this tight-knit network and they eventually find success in other ways um they usually stay longer at a company as well if there are layoffs um so in the end i think if you just work hard and are passionately about um just good work right yeah that has to be your brand, actually it's branding yeah like yourself yeah but you can't be too so you can be selective, not too selective. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna work somewhere anyway, just because it's not your dream job yet. Yeah. Still produce the best work you possibly can because that is your reputation at the end of the day. What if at the you know at one point one of these guys that you work with at like I don't know that company that's not a gaming company right because you're still there and then this guy gets promoted years down the road he remembers that you're an awesome worker you might get promoted or you might get you know a referral that way yeah so yeah that's gotta exactly. work on your branding my my youth self had was so short-sighted like i didn't see past my current employment right but yeah. like having that foresight of like this is an investment because all these people that you're surrounded with will eventually do great things and they're going to remember you know you know i think we talked about this even back in school is like how that kid is in in class you know there's very little reasoning for anyone to think that lazy kid is somehow you know looking back five years from now oh yeah let's recommend him and it goes 
professionally the same exact way. It's yeah. Just a good people want to be surrounded by good people. Exactly. And good personality does get you pretty far. However, you know, at the end of the day, are you able to kind of hit the deadlines? Are you reliable, right? Yeah. And I think this generation, I'm seeing a lot of struggle with that. The the in the constant mm-hmm. validation is definitely a symptom of social media with the likes, emoticon, and refreshing, and having that flood of endorphins, you know, um, just by being acknowledged. Uh, it yeah, that that is a great connection. I, I didn't really think of that, but that of course spills into any t- type of social setting, especially you know professional. Yeah. Like, good job doing your job. <laughs> it's like, all right. Art. Yeah. Good job, man. But I, I see that as a, a resentment building in yeah. younger professionals as, as somehow a diss, you know? But like, yeah. that's that's crazy. You're in an organization of 200 people. You you want a thumbs up every time. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that that is very true, pointing that out. Yeah, that is something. I think like having to force a meaning in what you do is also kind of a problem. Uh, I, I mean, I've fallen into that trap before and I kind of still do and I catch myself. It's like asking and questioning myself too much. Like is what I'm doing worth whatever. Right. And I think that kind of goes down the same path as like everything else. Like you start to quit on it because like, if you start to think too much about why then it loses meaning it's like when you say the word a word too many times literally loses its meaning like today i kept writing the word final and i started to doubt myself is like is that how you spell final doesn't look right <laughs> to look it up <laughs> and you know that i think like people just have to do what they like enjoy first and kind of just repeatedly do that um whatever that might mean you know what i mean like if you're if you're uh, in, in in between a job and you're still not like where you're at it's like just kind of remember to go back to the basics of why you even started that journey yeah this is just exclusively talking to everybody who's into art you know yeah. it's just it was it's never an easy path because like you have to kind of fight your mental at the same time yeah. and the, everything that we just talked about like validation and all that because i get like that sometimes too mm. i'll i'll go for months and then or weeks and be like, am I doing a good job? Like, I haven't heard anything from my, yeah, from my bosses and whatnot. So I get it. Yeah. You know, trying not to get into our heads. Yeah, but that's usually a good thing. What I've learned mm-hmm. is that if no one like pulls you aside to say anything to you, that means things are working. <laughs> yeah, 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 they don't want to change too much. But it's- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. uh, you're a living proof of that philosophy, man. Just like a good work-life balance and, and enjoying what you're doing and and, and constantly yeah. doing it. Uh, I think the last time you were talking uh, on the pod, you know, I was commenting on the fact that you know I'm living vicariously through your Instagram, right? <laughs> this guy yeah. is having like the best life ever, and I'm happy <laughs> for you, dude. Um, there's a lot of professionals uh, that are really struggling. Like the work from remote, I think is is still like a very uh, specific breed of people that are used to kind of burning the night oil, uh, yeah. the extra additional stuff. So they have kind of like a setup at home, a yeah. rhythm, uh, a, a certain discipline that uh, I, I still feel, even though there's like a return to office uh, and, and people have spent like a year or so at least doing it. 
uh, a lot are having a, many a lot of trouble. I know a good portion have have kind of uh, accelerated going to the office just to have that time away from family, yeah. responsibility, just to work. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't. They hated being at home. Yeah, yeah. I see that too. Like a lot of, uh, I, I hear half and half. Some folks would never be able to just sit in front of a computer all day and whatnot. I mean, for me, I start to get loopy if I spend more than, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll sit for five hours straight and not just realize I was just sitting yeah. and it does kind of bring down my mood. And so, uh, it's a conscious effort to stay healthy. Honestly, it's not only just like, Oh, exercising, which is very important. Right. Um, eating well, but aside from that, I also like to think like you really have to go outside and yeah. ground, see nature, try a hike, even like be in the beach for like a good period of time, you know. And even if you don't really feel like it, if you just haven't been out in a while, and that's kind of uh, how you kind of take care of yourself. You just if you've noticed you've been <laughs> home working in the office for like four days straight like you should probably go outside and take a walk you know what i mean yeah that and kind of uh set like intentionally setting the time to have fun like oh gonna go on a vacation this summer um saying yes to your friends you know who you actually like right yeah of course. <laughs> like yeah go let's go uh do these things instead of like i don't know what it is about getting older but the first thing you start to think about is why you can't do something mm -hmm. i kind of try to knock that out you know like oh why shouldn't i go to vegas with my friends that haven't seen it in a long time what the heck am i gonna do right? yeah so yeah like just being more open to other experiences that isn't just art like um, you have to vary it you know do other things yeah go on a nature walk uh partake in other stuff you've never even really done like i'm kind of thinking about going into clay one day and just nice making a bowl but yeah i think like varying the experience as much as you can helps a lot because um there's some months these last couple months they just passed by you know i i noticed i just started i was just working and uh just kind of non-stop back to back and i was just thinking about like things to solve my bills yeah and then yeah i started going down that path like oh man i need to go out yeah so i see my bags around my eyes and all these things yeah yeah it is it is a definitely a conscious effort i'm finding myself too knowing that how i go about it i know what are my best days i i have a routine that i like that i've experienced and i'm like all right i know this will make me feel good by the end of the day but then, yeah, you know, just being sucked into work and you're like, all right, you know, there's so many mornings where I usually work out, but then I was like, let me go to the computer. Let me take care of this thing real quick. And I end up just spending the next four or five hours just trying to squash things, right? To yeah. Kinda, to kind of help other people. Uh, it, it's a vortex that does happen too many times where I'm like, oh man, I need to remind myself, like stick to my you know, what I yeah. tend to do um, because yeah, by the end of those tough days, it's, I, I feel dead tired, sleepy, grouchy, you know, I know yeah. what the result is and I still 
have trouble falling into that trap. Right. Um, Setting our own boundaries. Yeah, it's hard to follow them, to be honest. It is, yeah. And uh, I think in a majority of people, even though I'm, I'm able to pull myself out of that, the funk, majority of people are just endlessly um, do. Connect. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I have experienced some that too. Like, I think for me, it's it's usually art pieces. And the more I force myself to try to like finish it, yeah. Um, the more intimidated I get because the piece is starting to get bigger and bigger and I actually don't like it. And maybe half the time, you know, maybe I can just, I should just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that I can't finish. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm just saying like, give ourselves grace, right? Like that we can mess up or, you know, do other things. I feel like I, I always kind of go back to the same thing. Just vary your experiences every day if you can. That's going to help. Um, for me, uh, it took me a little bit this year to get back into art, actually. I spent like a couple of a couple of months, you know, experiencing exactly that. Like, oh, man, I have all these projects. And when you jump into them after not being on for a while, so a lot of information to take in, so it's like overwhelming. So you know, I feel that. <laughs> but one day at a time, right? Like, yeah. if you could just drop an hour in and something that you actually like, it, that helps. That's another tip too. I actually kind of used to do that uh, on my. I think I mentioned it before. My on that car project that I did, mm-hmm. like uh, the Snakeway Cruiser, like yeah. I featured in panels. Uh, that's basically how I finished that project. Um, there was a point where I was kind of running out of passion or it felt like it, but I kept logging into hours every day until, you know, I finished a thing. Treat it like a <laughs> professional instead of hobbyist. I mean, that's the main thing. Yeah. I, I've heard that many times. It's like, you know, a, a thing that you're just doing for fun, you'll get to it when you get to it. But if you approach it like a professional an hour a day, 15 minutes a day, whatever, show up no matter what. Yeah. Um, it will chip away and guess what? It, it gains momentum. Um, which is the yeah. Key to any habit, really. And that's kind of honoring yourself too, right? Like that self-respect, you know, yeah. self well, because you're like doing something that'll be self-fulfilling. Yeah. And it's a weird concept, but I've been telling this to my fiance is like, you got to be your own best friend in a sense where you have to catch yourself and you're feeling kind of down, drink water. You know what I mean? It's like a weird concept to be kind of apart from yourself, but kind of imagine what would you do for this person right? to keep them healthy. Right. Yeah. And that's, like, yeah. Spiritual, but Hey, it's healthy. Speaking of which, let's pull up your stuff. Uh, we can talk yeah, about uh, what you've been working on. All right, yeah, let's get into it. I will share this screen. Can you see everything? Yes. All right, let's start with you know, as you're pulling this up, I know you're you know, you're a pretty badass traditional artist as well. Um doing mm-hmm. 3D art, uh full rounded artist, well rounded artist. Um last time we talked, there's this kind of thing. 
I don't know if you've heard of it, AI. Uh, yeah, AI art. <laughs> so, how, you know, being a guy who's about being efficient, trying to get to the end result, and in a lot of cases, your 2D projects are like a start for your 3D projects, right? Yeah. How are you seeing this this AI thing fit in in terms of your opinion? Because you're, you know, it kind of speaks to that idea of, well, what's the end result about, you know? Yeah. For those okay. Who support it. Yeah. So uh AI art, right? This is what I think. Um it's just like when Photoshop came in, people were like kind of refusing its existence, not real art, it's digital. Yeah. It's always gonna be here to stay. And my only real opinion about it is like find a way to make it useful for you in your work and make it easier your work so uh, what that might mean for us for example in architecture visuals it's like we can populate a scene of people right and what ai can do for us is i can go to photoshop and highlight everybody's face in that scene and literally change it that way you know if it's a real person we're not infringing in anybody's identity or anything that's one way another way is for example, got like a, a main focal point piece, right? Like a bunch of buildings. And in the back, I'm too lazy to paint an actual scene. Ask AI, hey, give me a desert in the background. I want to make this in Abu Dhabi. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I populate that, throw that in the back, makes your job easier. As opposed to painting that part yourself, which might take the whole day. So things like that. I, I can see AI working for us instead of like... The other way where everybody's kind of afraid that it'll take over your jobs you know it will if you don't find a way to utilize it yeah, that's just my fair warning you know what i mean i think it's too late to <laughs> to backtrack i think the beast is out now and the only way forward is to just grow with it for me i don't really for my 2D stuff, it's not my whole career, right? So it doesn't really bother me so much that it exists. I'm like, oh, hey, I can draw that stuff. That's really awesome. Um, there's been a time, actually, last year, I picked up a, a a quick contract. Somebody wanted to do a couple shirts. And it's in a theme that I've never really thought of. And I was kind of in a time crunch. During my day job, I had a timeline coming up. And then I picked up that contract last the, the week before thinking I have all this time. And then, um, well, I, what ended up happening is I ended up having just two days to finish it. So guess what? I use, <laughs> I use an AI tool to generate very basic concepts. And then I use those concepts to generate the real concept. Or, mm -hmm. And I, uh, yeah, I met the deadline pretty much the next day and it still looked like my work. You know what I mean? Yeah. The funny thing yeah. about that whole quote unquote controversy, right? Because there's two sides of artists that are, you know, giving reasoning of why it's there for or against. Yeah. I feel like if there's like this quiet majority <laughs> that are doing exactly that. They're using it to their day-to-day -day work. But, you know, the voices are so loud and it's almost um, like a lynch mob for any support of AI. 
but everyone's using it. I mean, I'm looking at the disc. I'm in mid journey discord. Right? I'm looking at it. All these <laughs> anonymous, like people just typing mad prompts, right? Not talking. It's like the discord that no one talks to each other. They're just like, all right, these guys are not just hobbyists. These are goddamn professionals. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm seeing what they, you know, and they're cheap too, right? Because they, you know, the free version gives you no transparency, right? That's why you're seeing like a list. If you pay yeah. for it, you get to, you know, be in stealth mode and generate. Yeah. And I was like, look at all these cheapskates <laughs> professionals, like basically, <laughs> you know, propping all types of logos and shit. It's like, dude, there's so much more people using this versus <laughs> people who are mad about it on, on Twitter or whatever, right? So it's just funny. I feel like there's a huge hypocrisy yeah. on with that community itself, right? It's not like, the whole art community is standing unified, yeah. You know about what this is, which makes to me the the fight for it kind of futile because we're divided, right? Um, yeah, it's and, always gonna it's gonna be here. Are, yeah, messy. Uh, it's just gonna be here regardless. So you know, I don't know. I, maybe if I was a two D artist strictly, it would probably affect me a lot more. But, you know, I have, I've gotten my art pieces stolen before. I think uh, last year, the tank that oh, I yeah. was making. What happened? Someone stole it and uh, they created a whole Bitcoin around the <laughs> entire idea. These guys probably made like millions. I you caught them. An image from your tank. They took my tank. They didn't just make an image. They took the spinning tank on my uh, art station portfolio. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> mean NFT? NFT, yeah, they, they coined it. They uh, sold so many. I called them out. Everybody on social media called them out, and then uh, they got shut down within a week. But those guys had a lot of money before I caught them. You know what I mean? Damn. So if you think your AI infringement is a bad thing, try getting your artwork stolen, make millions off of it. Yeah. But yeah, you guys want, you know, just adapt with it. I think that, you know, everything has its pros and cons. I don't think it's going to be, it should, it really shouldn't be, it shouldn't make you change your career, for example. Yeah. You There's see still it. still a need for artists. Exactly. As far as I can tell. Um, yeah. And definitely, say, even, uh, may not be like for concept work or, uh, I noticed a lot the of new concept jokes are, are a lot less now. I think, <laughs> yeah. Even China, even ch this is what I knew it was bad. Like the, there was a Chinese article in China mm. talking about how concept artists over there are basically yeah. without jobs because the companies, the outsourcing companies for concept art, are right. utilizing AI. Uh, <laughs> so it's like what used to be like a room full of fifty concepts. It's like two now, right? Just prompters. <laughs> And yeah. so they're, I mean, they're all about efficiency. They're all about cheap. And for them to be like, this is it. Yeah. Um, it to me, it's kind of like, all right, this is where the world is heading because, you know, yeah. we you can't compete with China. They're pumping out more concept art than you. Oh. And Did you uh, a fraction. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Marvel invasion, uh, secret invasion intro? Yeah. The AI generated was intro, right? Wow, that, that must. Yep, that must have been. 
you know, like what you said, just reduce the team to like two people making that event. So there's obviously some stuff, you know, that kind of sucks. Like, like that part of your entire career was about concept art and whatnot. Like you got to find a way to pivot, maybe pick up 3d and pick up ZBrush and do concept art that way. Cause that's what people really want. If you look at the new studios now, People want 3D artists who can work in Unreal, yeah, which is free. Mm-hmm. Pick up Blender, which is free. You know, just learn to model. Don't get into the whole like what's the best software and industry leading, whatever. My experience, none of that matters. I got hired based on my Blender skills for this particular job, and I had to uh, learn 3ds Max mm-hmm. on the job. So. Yeah. At the end of the day, your software doesn't really matter, but your expertise does. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for those who are listening, totally recommend to watch the video. However, yes. we are seeing uh, the beginnings of your uh, Gambit sketch yeah. from the X Men um, style. Super cool style, man. Um, yeah, it's tough. Want to talk it. about it a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mission these days, I kind of want to rebrand my my art style, right? We just talked about quality and all of these things. Um, so I started this piece in the spirit of starting a new portfolio with a different style. So you see here is my process and just kind of doodle this guy the other week. Hey, I want to make Gambit. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, blocked him in. Nice and simple. Straightforward. Gambit is not an Omega mutant, right? No, that's not. I just know he's one of the stronger ones. But not Omega. I picked them Omega is, is it Gene? Gene is Omega in tele- so. telepathic. I, there's like different mutants where it's just they're unique or really, really strong. I forgot. Magneto is, is Omega. I'm reading finally The House of M, which is oh, yeah. the graphic novel that is. I can't believe I, I, I've been delaying it so long. It's like, Dude, uh, if you guys are into Marvel movies, if you want to like peer into the future, mm-hmm. there's so much good content already made out there for you guys to like, oh, this is what you're going to, I can totally see where Marvel's going with X-Men eventually, right? When everyone becomes a mutant. <laughs> yeah, the the House of M, I thought that was going to be what uh, Scarlet's, uh, Scarlet Witch was going to open up. You know I mean? yeah. the, whole- the X-Men world, yeah. Yeah, I think they're approaching it though, because you know we're getting it is there. a big arc. It is a yeah. Whole, there's so much to draw from from X Men itself. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I'm just trying to make this portfolio piece real quick and kind of just like knock them out straight up. The the thing that uh, makes this piece unique here is I did not do any UVs. This is okay. all nice generated. Uh, textures and blender you kind of see it in this close-up shot here looks great yeah and that's um kind of the approach for my new when you work here is just everything's going to be node-based procedural that way it's nice and clean you know mm-hmm. like a bunch of these guys right here and let's see Right now, I'm at the point where I'm pretty much uh, rigging this dude now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm making, making huge progress here. 
Nice. So you'll see me kind of popping out more 3D content and next year you'll probably see uh, you know, just way more stuff. So maybe we'll tap in again and talk about that. Is the focus on 3D more about like, hey, you know, I, I haven't touched it for a while. I just want to get a certain point with it. Or uh, is there like a, a goal in mind? Why why yeah. this focus all of a sudden? Um, yeah, there's a goal. I do want to utilize my 3D more apart from my own job. So yeah. uh, maybe... Maybe even sell tutorials, maybe, you know, so uh, it's just for fun, just these things that I just think is going to be great for my engagement to it. You know, mm-hmm. I want to utilize my, my art. So that's where I got to, like I started thinking about that. It's like, Hey, maybe I can sell a whole uh, collection for video games, like weapons in my style, mm-hmm. characters like this in my style, you know? So for now, I'm, yeah. You ever going to 3D print? What, what's the, because this looks like a fantastic tabletop toy right here. <laughs> All right. Like a little pop figure. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I've been thinking about that. 3D printing. Um, that could be something I can get into one day. But yeah. Have you ever did any uh, action figure painting before? Action figure painting. I have a Warhammer 40K all assembled, but I haven't started painting on them yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I do want to get into that. I, I, I just bought that actually this year. I assembled it. Got I do to find stop. a lot of character artists, uh, digital character artists reach a certain point and they go zen with old school clay modeling and painting. <laughs> I was like, man, we're going like full circle backwards in time. <laughs> Oh, they spend all their time digital sculpting. They print it out (laughs) and they assemble it and then they paint it. Um, It's like a big trend the last five years. That's fun for me right now. Now that I, um, you know, I surprised myself. I'm at this point. I kind of want to make a bunch of like fan art that I've always wanted to make in this style. You know, like back to the PS1, uh, Raziel from Legacy of Kane, Blood Omen, or. Metal Gear One, you know. Metal or, Gear might be a good next one with that remake right. coming out. Metal time. Gear, uh, right? Gray Fox, whatever. I was doing a uh, Armored Core piece actually, coincidentally, and it got really big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got intimidated by it. Uh, Project back. Open this guy. Yeah, I was doing a little Armored Core piece a couple months back, and then they suddenly announced that it was coming out this year. I was freaked out about the game. Mm-hmm. Finished it two times so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, this one, which is also a really massive piece actually as well. Um, I'll show you how big this piece is. It's truly, it's what I call uh, my first attempt at a magnum opus. You know, the biggest piece that you uh you could try to attempt to make yeah it's a massive one but you know got some time get there it should be fun yeah making that for sure uh so this is my biggest piece so far and i'm kind of just just like the car i've been picking away at it like an hour or two a day and then one day this will be finished 
Like it is kind of massive. Like I spent a whole day making these bikes one day, you know. Just putting putting time in stuff that I actually really like. I mean, at some point, this project it feels like um, feels like it's too much. But that's what it feels like to work on big projects. Like what you said, if you approach it professionally, like you'll get it done, you know? So, yeah. I think you're tapping into something that most uh, artists or just people doing this on the side don't, um, don't, as a as a as a as a group as a massive group uh, we we all don't have control of this it's the idea that there is something about being um i think what people are chasing with indie development is is kind of like what you're tapping into right where here's a game i want to make you know my way um yeah but there's something about being suddenly when money's in the picture it becomes less enjoyable <laughs> In my opinion, because especially if it's not your money, right? I, I've talked to two types of indie developers. And I think that they're, they're a very uh, unique group that you can relate to, right? There's two types. The indie developers that get publishing, right? When yeah. it's, and basically the person with the money makes the call, right? So it becomes like a regular job. Yeah. And they, they you know, it, it's an iterative process making a game. Um, but when you put a deadline on it, yeah, it'll get it done to an extent but you're not able to experiment. You're not able to enjoy the process as much, right? Uh, yeah, because there's a lot of Another group, you know, are the ones that are self-financed and they take as long as it takes yes. to make the game they want. And there's such a clear division in terms of, uh, or clear contrast in terms of happiness level. And like, I see what you're doing here and I can see the pure joy of the fun of it. You know, yeah. you're adding the professional part of that, which is an hour a day, makes me happy. But there is no yeah. rush, right? There isn't like this idea of like, I got this, get it done. And that's where you introduce yeah. stress. And that's when it stops for me and what I've seen, you know, becomes, it becomes less work. fun. Yeah, it becomes work, which is, it is a weird thing with art that, you know. Right. You got to just remember that you're doing it because you want to. That's like kind of a huge thing. Like you said, but adding stress to it kind of sucks. Sucks all the life and the passion out of it. Like this was really fun. It's quite, yeah. You know, this was one day right here at work. Just asking my fiance, hey, what do you want to see in a scene? <laughs> Put a boba truck in there. You have a cool yeah. style, man. I, I kind of want to just see all this printed out. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty happy about this one. This is a Filipino trike. Or you'll see this in Vietnam too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Drop an hour a day into whatever it is that you like and what it is that you're supposed to, or that you're, you know, that you're really passionate about. Um, it's just that, like, don't obsess, right, over it feeling good all the time. Yeah. Not everything feels good all the time. That's not really why we do stuff. <laughs> yeah. We just kind of want to create, you know. Like, there was a point where I was, uh, through this month, like, there's a point here where I was just really making, like, super basic pieces. You see that? The cone, fire hydrant, crosswalk, bottle. Those were the days where I had, like, no energy. And I was just like, you know, I got to knock something out. Yeah. Split a couple bottles, cups, and plates, and a fork or spoon in there. Yeah. 
hours work and then I called it done. Yeah. But then now, you know, I can repeatedly use this bad boy over and over and there you go. It's a full yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's all I have to show so th- for this now. This type of discipline, man, you know, it's, it's pretty rare, right? What you got, you got going. Is it coming from I, the military background? Where, where, where is this coming from? Like this idea? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're stable. You're having fun. You don't have to do this. But, you know, whenever I talk to you, you're always working on something. <laughs> and it's not out of fear, you know, of losing your job or anything. So where, where do you think this is coming from? Because this is super rare. You know that, right? Yeah, I guess now that you pointed it out, um, I'm always kind of operating based on doing something I actually really like I kind of in my head I'm like honoring my spirit like if I I like the stuff I'm doing just keep doing it uh, I've always kind of made art there were times in in my life where I didn't uh, believe it or not there was time in high school where I discovered girls <laughs> I didn't make art for like seven years <laughs> until after high school you know like what the heck did I just do yeah, um, I don't know. There, I, I asked I asked myself a question before I dove into this art stuff. I think it's it starts from there. Um, a little bit after high school, all my friends went to college. They went to Irvine, Orange County, all these impressive places. It's like holy crap, dude! What am I doing? I didn't do any SAT testing. I didn't do any of that stuff. I just didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, to be honest, you know, that kind of was a bad idea, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking in my head, and yeah, I, I should go to the army and pick myself up. I don't want to be poor. So I started thinking about how much everything costs. But I got it in my head that, um, you know, I, just, I got reminded somehow that I make art. I just started thinking about that. It's like, you know, maybe I can make a living off of that. And just based on how much like sacrifice I made to to make this happen, think about it. Like I decided to go to the army so I can afford to go to art school. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't mention going to art school like three or four times and not being able to afford it. I went to the army to try to afford it. No you applied uh, three different times or you actually I went to campus. Sp- yeah, I went to campus like Three to three different times. So I went to Academy of Art University in San Francisco. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't afford it. I was like, fuck it. So you got to quit? I had to quit because of that. And I tried like a, a couple semesters or what? Yeah, exactly. Just one or two. It was just like, oh, the orientation. And then the semester, it was like, hey, you ran out of funds. Get your parents in. Like, oh, man. Crap. Taking bullshit oh. classes too. There. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Well, actually, that was the most legit art school I've ever been Academy to. Art in San Francisco, yeah. They're oh, my prestigious. gosh. Yeah. First dudes I saw in there drawing, they were like international students, you know, Japanese folks. Couldn't even speak English, but they were, their art was just amazing. I was like, man, I want to stay here. Yeah. Couldn't stay there. So the, the other, <laughs> that repeated attempt, I think it just like my stubbornness, you know, it's like, ah, couldn't know. I can't call that a failure. I, yeah. I didn't fail. I didn't quit. So I was like, yeah. All right, I'll try again. Just can't afford it. <laughs> Three more times. Yeah. And the, the deeper I go into it and the, the more time I invested into it, I just felt like it was too late to do anything else. Yeah. So that's why I kind of just went down. 
same ca- same school. It's academy three different times. Uh, one time, and then I went to DeVry. Realized that sucked. Went to Art Institute. Uh, twice <laughs> 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 and uh yeah that was okay and but that's where that's where i wanted to because uh you know they were offering animation and then my third attempt they offered game art and i was like yes let's do it yeah okay uh, but i think it's coming from that decision the fact that i just committed so much of myself like oh a whole year uh like you know, I was gone for almost an entire year in the army, just doing training, acclimating to the new life, and then coming back and then looking for a space to live. And you know, reminding myself why I did it. Because at that point, too, because I wasn't back uh, in art school yet when I came back from the army. Um, you know, it's like, do I really want to go back to school? This is the last time I asked myself. <laughs> It's like, ah, try again. So I tried again and I'm kind of glad I did. The last time really did it since I met, you know, I met you, I met everybody else. And it felt really coincidental. People were coming from Pixar, Sledgehammer, all these impressive places that I needed people to come from, you know, to feel like it was worth it. And yeah, that's where it was. Felt like I got real education because uh, the folks that I learned from were folks from the real industry and you guys were telling us like the real deal like hey dude there's a lot of debt get good <laughs> <laughs> you're good now yeah <laughs> better get good and i just thought about it like yeah man i got this far I... no choice but then um yeah i don't know honoring going back to the very first question just honoring what i like i think uh going back to the whole thing of being healthy do stuff you actually like. Like, I will never say I'm too old for video games, for example, because they still give me a lot of joy when I pick them up and play. Yeah. I'm turning 35, you know, and some of my friends are like, oh, I'm too old for that. Blah, blah, blah. But that right there, I think it's like the fundamentals of people becoming sad, start hashing themselves out, spelling out their uh, what they can't do. Right. It's uh, yeah. it's an interesting... Um around the same age but like um mm-hmm. it's it's interesting trying almost reaching those those big four four old man that to me was so old <laughs> like six years ago i was like oh that is an old guy and reaching it um makes you kind of think about things for sure um yeah good things but like just you know reprioritizing making sure all the things that you are doing are, are great but you know what I heard from your story. I didn't know all that background. I, I thought Sunnyvale was kind of like you went straight from the military to that. I didn't know you you attempted um, many times before. Uh, yeah. But that speaks to kind of like things uh, you worked hard for everything that you know you appreciate it because you worked hard for everything that you got. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, we've we've seen those kids in, in those schools even when I was going through college, um, as a student, not even as a teacher, just. Uh, you know the loans were taken care of by their parents and they were just showing up um and and the attitude uh to everything that they showed up to was pretty 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 uh uh, you can pretty much guess right in in terms of what kind of output and a lot of those kids didn't make it you know with the same amount of debt with no way of really paying it off 
there were so many embarrassing moments for 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 when I go, went back to my college or around that area, just going, you know, just checking out at a Mitsuwa or Tokyo Central or whatever, it was the Asian supermarket. And it's the same, right. same, same student, same colleague, just working at the cashier, just checking out. That's very, like one, one even made a comment, like, this is embarrassing. He's like, I don't be embarrassed. You know, you're working, you're working and you're trying to get there. So. But it is, it is crappy to kind of go through that whole college experience and end up figuring out this is not something i want to do or, or can do so yeah i can i see that and it's it's a very expensive college too right um kind of <laughs> it's a lot to uh have to take care of like over 100k and student loan after going to art school uh, i mean i i only ever seen like one mentality to yeah, I can't speak for all of the other instances, but I can speak for one that I think makes people suffer. It's that obsession of uh, having your first job being like what you expect in your mind. Like, oh, I'm going to pick up a game job right away after college. Yeah. And you're going to disappoint yourself if you don't. You know what I mean? So you kind of just have to be open to whatever that you're going to pick up first and just work that way. Uh, I, I don't know if it was you or Larry, but you guys worked on a My Little Pony game first, right? I I worked on a Barbie game, which <laughs> is the go. hottest shit right now this year. So there you go. I can say but, it proudly now. Do you, you know what I mean? Like if that rubbed your ego the wrong way because uh, it wasn't a Call of Duty game first or your favorite studio, then yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't... you. There's no building block for you if that's your expectation. You know what I mean? You, you might start up at a a print spot in San Jose where all you do is print shirts or something before you can start designing them. So those baby steps and patience, I think, it just goes back to that, like being patient and I not rushing. I will say, at least in my experience, mm. on that Barbie game, it was because I was impatient that I got out of there. <laughs> oh my god yeah well because you know it was the first job right out of college um man you know it was a two-hour drive you know it was it was my first hybrid job because you know it was two hours to get there come back in la traffic and um i was able to kind of get can i can i just drive in the office three days and just do this two days at home because i lived this far yeah pretty ballsy for a college student to be asking hybrid at that time which is like 20 years ago right but you know they liked me enough and i did that for i think a good six months and i was aggressively looking to get out um and it led to you know bioshock uh, which is my first I, I would like to say it's my first, but it's not. But it, to me, it's my first real game. But I right. worked on the Barbie game for six months, you know, pumping out good work. Uh, the people I was working with, similar age, three people that were there before me, uh, awesome guys. Uh, I think a couple of them actually left by that time, by this time. Uh, they're working yeah. in different industries. But they were happy. You know, they were yeah. good artists and they were comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. They were settled. And so I was the last one in, first one out. 
uh, type of situation. And I remember our last lunch, it was bittersweet because I was like, I'm, I'm leaving guys. And it's like, oh, where are you going? Like, We're a Bioshock, dude. I'm out of here. God. See ya. Done with this life. Good luck. You know, it was it was cool. I mean, I love hanging out with those guys. But because I was impatient, stubborn, I had an ego. I was like, I'm better than this. But I didn't I didn't let that bleed into the work. I didn't let that bleed into the people I worked with. Uh, I I loved all those guys. My leads there were very respectful. Everybody kind of knew what was. It was a kids' game, right? But everyone yeah. showed up. Everyone did their work. Everyone, I did what I needed to do. Um, at the same time, I, you know, I had, I was pretty ambitious after after completing my work. You know, I was hustling, making sure I apply, yeah. making sure I work in portfolio stuff, and it bought me enough time to prepare for the bigger job. Um, right. I think what's missing now is kind of like what you're speaking to is like all that, but then being shitty at the job. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, being too yeah. overly ambitious, too ego driven, <laughs> and it ruins opportunities. Like, uh, I'm sure, sure you know, um, funny enough, that company, Way Forward Technologies, shot out, is still <sighs> yeah. there. Uh, you know, out of all the companies I work with, a lot shut down since, but Way Forward right. is still existing right there next to Six Flags, doing really <laughs> well. They've adapted to the switch they adapted to all the handheld um so that speaks to like hey man never burn never burn bridges um my 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 overzealous self my you know there's a there was a part in my 20s like you know if you do burn them make sure it's completely burned (laughs) like fuck it all burnt you know go hell mary on it but now older is like man you should just treat everybody with respect and yeah no matter what it's, right? it's just better yeah no matter what it's just better man if you don't like the place then leave but there's no need yeah. to like cause a ruckus um don't yeah don't talk shit doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah because if they uh you know one of them happens to really like that spot and you talk to smack you know, even if you're a really good person negative people it, suck man suck your energy out of everything you don't even like <laughs> even if they say you know that's what i've learned and i i was this guy at one point right super negative um yeah but like it's not fun to be around you know it's just it's just distracting really um yeah so you like, got it rubs off that yeah it, it rubs off on other people as well in my opinion like that kind of uh, energy because in my last job uh everybody was getting tired of this of the of the job because all these things was happening and then you know because one guy was doing it, it rubbed off on the other guy next thing you know the whole office is just complaining and wanting yeah. to leave and it spills into your personal life and now your wife's hearing it or your girlfriend, whatever. And Dude, my, my, yeah. my fiance was suddenly, it was telling me, it was like, man, suddenly you really want to leave. Bag up and it's like, see. You're all hyped up at work. That's why I am. Yeah. That's, that's, that's when I started like uh, waking up at five in the morning and working on that next piece of that tank. Exactly. Just to go look for a new job. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So, you know, there are positive to like realizing what's going on and not be blind to it. You you took the positive step of like, let me do something about it. Let me just stop complaining about it. Let me do something. Yeah. That's the key difference right there. 
that's also like honoring yourself if you really hate a spot you know like you don't want to hear yourself complaining about the same thing over and over three years down like you know what i mean yeah <laughs> you gotta kind of do something about it at one point too like if you don't like your spot i, I know it's easier said than done it's like oh i'm working on my portfolio but you know nobody said it was easy like i I literally woke up at five in the morning before work every day for months before I found my job here. Still do right, like that's what it took because I wanted it that much. I wanted a, a better work environment, like healthier work environment. Not saying the folks over there weren't healthy; just they were great. Just the company wasn't my <laughs> wasn't my thing. So yeah, it, it takes that sacrifice and. Um, I know it's hard, but what isn't hard that's like worth it, right? Like you want to change your life. That's going to be a hard thing to do because there's a lot of stuff to unpack. But changing careers is the same thing. It's just large. You have to hustle first. You, I, I was taking interviews in a car in the parking lot almost every week. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was crazy. I would miss whole like, you know, uh, I call this meeting sometimes just on the phone having the interview that's crazy but yeah if that's what it has to and that's what it takes then you just got to do it but it's better that than staying because oh you're getting paid anyways and you're gonna just complain it's like, you have the power you know what i mean you have the power to change your life like in a good way so yeah I don't know if that's too harsh to say. No, no, this is great. You know, I think what people struggle with is when they feel they they lost control. Right. So as long as you, as long as you remember that you always have control, mm -hmm. do whatever the f you want, man. Um, <laughs> speaking yeah. to that, man. Speaking of control, we hit that hour yeah. mark. Right. Yes. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, showing your good work, super motivating, super inspired. Um. I mean it, man. Whenever I'm on Instagram, I'm looking forward. It's like, where are we going, Lindell? Where are we going tomorrow? <laughs> where are we going today? That's awesome. Uh, but you're doing it right, man. Just, uh, just seeing that you're you're enjoying the process. Um, uh, I hope the yeah. good people out there that are listening can can take what they heard today and, and can apply it immediately. Uh, for those to connect with you, uh, mm -hmm. this is where I shut off and up. And uh, hand the mic over to you. Uh, how do people get in touch, man? All right. So uh, you can find me on uh, ArtStation. I am Lindell40k at .artstation.com. Or you can find my new uh, Instagram online. It's just 3D.ronin. And I'll start posting a lot of my new art pieces there. You know, uh, go ahead and follow me. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell your mom, your grandma everybody but yeah look forward to some more uh content for me new 3d portfolio coming next year keep your eyes eyes peeled stay positive I'm stay excited, healthy, man you know vary your lifestyle everybody do healthy things ground <laughs> yeah Sweet. That's yeah i see you in hawaii so many or by waterfalls so much that i just kind of 
mistake he is being Hawaiian and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, is this That's Filipino. Jesus. Filipino. I'm also an Islander, so see. Oh, okay. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. There's no mix of wine blood in you, man. No, actually, I took that 23 and me recently. Apparently, I'm French and German, 25% of that. Whoa. <laughs> I, I don't know. Dude. You're a sister. You got colonized, man. I got to do that. Was it worth it? Was it fun going through that? Did you do the other uh, one too? The 23 and Ancestry? Yeah, it was the Ancestry one. It was fun because it was a gift. I think, like, uh, you know, my, my lady sent me the, the kit and it was fun to find out, like, oh, where I'm from, um, 2% Neanderthal. Oh, <laughs> <stuff like> that. <laughs> what? Yeah, Is you that normal? Yeah, I think so. 2 to 1%. I'm just like laughing at myself. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Part, huh? Yeah, yeah it, it's it's fun, but I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just novelty. Did your girl yeah. find you more attractive after finding some French and German in you or, or less? Uh, <laughs> Let's, yeah. see. <laughs> Let's see what her answer is. <laughs> now I can say Hagen does. <laughs> That's pretty <it>. cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Large percentage. Well, uh, yeah, as always, man, thank you for coming on. Uh, fantastic to talk to you and looking forward to the next thing. Don't be a stranger. We don't have to wait for a year or a project to finish. Anytime you feel upset yeah. <laughs> about anything, just let me know. And we'll, for sure, we'll, man. It'll be between me and you and the mic. Sounds good, brother. Yeah, man, let's catch up sometime if you're up here in the area. I'm in Belmont now. Okay. Uh, Jose. Yeah, I have been up. to GDC for a long time, and I might go this time coming up. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I, I'm actually planning to go next okay. year. So yeah, last cool. year, I was uh, kind of impressed that a lot of people <laughs> went. I oh, wow. Yeah. A lot. I, thought, I think it was back to regular numbers. It was completely... Cool. Let's go. Yeah. So this yeah. year might be bombing um, pretty good uh, with a lot of old friends. That's awesome. Other than that, right. guys, uh, talk to you all next week. See ya. Alrighty. See ya. Hello, everybody. Brandon here. I want to talk to you today about something very special. We've been on this wild ride together, haven't we? From my early days as a senior employee, feeling a bit lost, all the way to leading multiple studios, transitioning to smaller indie teams and to the mobile industry, and now running my own game studio for the last six years. Throughout this time, you've been here listening and learning along with me, sharing this never-ending journey of discovery. This year, I'm kind of on this quest of meeting serial studio founders, discussing acquisitions, or exploring what it takes to grow a studio to over 100 developers. I've always tried to find an exciting topic to delve into. And every year is a little different. The focus is a little different because that's where I am in my career currently. And I want to be able to share what I'm learning with you guys. So I've always been dedicated to asking the tough questions, bringing you insightful answers from industry leaders and experts. And now I want to share with you how I'm applying these answers to my own journey. This is why I'm excited to announce that for just $1.99 per month, you can now subscribe to our exclusive content series. These bonus episodes will give you a deeper look into my personal experiences and how I'm putting into practice what our esteemed guests are preaching. It's more of a personal side of the journey that I hope will show you that we're all in this together and we're all continuously learning. Whether you're a game developer, studio founder, or just a passionate gamer, there's something in it for everyone. 
By subscribing, not only will you gain access to this exclusive content, but you also be supporting the ongoing production of the regular programming. It helps keeps the lights on and ensures that I can continue bringing you top quality content and insight into the world of game development. The links to subscribe are in the description. Your support means the world to me and helps me keep doing what I love, sharing this journey with you. So show some love, hit that subscribe button, and let's continue this adventure together. Thank you all for your continued support. And as always, stay tuned for more exciting content. Until next time, this is Brandon signing off.